Welcome to Holistic Accountant Podcast, where we aim to showcase how adopting a holistic approach in accounting and tax maximizes value for clients. Beyond traditional tasks like preparing financial statements and tax returns, a holistic accountant focuses on offering advice that maximizes personal wealth on an after-tax basis. If you enjoy this episode, please consider leaving a rating and sharing it with those who might also benefit. And to ensure you stay updated, subscribe to our weekly email. The link is in the show notes. Okay, today Mina and I would like to talk about self-managed super funds and what they can and can't invest in. One of the challenges with running your own super fund is keeping on top of all the, the legislation, what's called the, the CIS Act, Superannuation Industry Supervision Act, to, to be exact. And there's there's a lot of regulations in there in terms of what a super fund can invest in and the ATO is responsible for regulating that. Now, of course, you as the individual, the investor is not going to be able to keep on top of those things, although you should have a broad understanding before you establish a super fund. It's your accountant's job and even more correctly, the, the auditor of the fund's job to certainly run the rule over your investments. Now, of course, we all know that you know super funds can invest in a lot of different assets and sort of the vanilla ones are like residential and commercial property, listed shares, term deposits, exchange traded funds, managed funds, those sorts of things. But what we wanted to talk about is some investments that are a little bit more exotic than that. So Mina, take it away. Yeah. So first of all, when you when you consider any investment, you first got to address what is called the sole purpose test. So I mean, what the sole purpose test essentially means is that whatever you invest in, it needs to be in the best retirement interests of their members, um, their current interests. So, for example, not a not a fancy handbag for the steward's wife, or <laughs> <laughs> so you got to ensure that it's the right right investment long term that's going to provide you with the long term capital growth and, and and enjoyment down the track. Now, when after you address the sole purpose test, assuming you satisfy it, you then need to update your fund's investment strategy. As you know, you got to prepare an annual investment strategy that outlines what you intend to invest in and what investment classes you intend to invest in each year. Now, when investing in other other sort of what I call unlisted securities or investments, you the first thing you got to address is whether the investment is from a related party or not. So, for example, a lot of people like to do property developments utilizing the self-managed super fund. A lot of people like to do property developments using the funds that they have in their self-managed super fund, and often they do this via sort of a unit trust arrangement. Now, you first got to address whether the there's any debt in the unit trust or not so if it's if there's no debt in the unit trust you're not restricted or the self-managed super fund is not restricted into how much it can invest in that unit trust however if there is debt in the unit trust you're you can only invest up to 50 percent if it's a related party of course there is an exception with what they call business real property which is you know commercial property whether that's te- whether you're the tenant in that property which is completely fine as in your your business is the tenant or whether you have a third party tenant that's fine too, of course. So other other items that people like to invest in are collectibles. So it could be artwork, cars, handbags, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just told me I've got it on record. They don't meet the sole purpose test. So um, there's strict regulations around what you can do or what you can invest in when it comes to collectibles. So it can't be stored at your principal place of residence. It actually has to be stored in a storage facility or in a warehouse away from 
from your home and it has to have its own insurance policy. The other thing that people also consider is trading businesses. So they fall under the same sort of regulations as whether it's, it's geared or ungeared and whether it's a related party or unrelated party. And there's also another operative provision called the in-house asset rules. If it is a related party entity, you can't invest more than 5% of, of the self-managed super funds value in that in that business. And also with residential property, another question sometimes is can you occupy that property or utilize that property? So we're thinking like, for example, a beach house that you might Airbnb but use a, a couple of weeks a year. No, there's there's really tight restrictions. You can't lease or use property that is owned by the self-managed super fund. So if a self-managed super fund is going to buy a property, and I'm really more specifically talking about residential property here, it needs to be a pure investment. It also can't sell that property to you down the track. The only way you're going to get that property out of the super fund is when you retire or, or meet the your your preservation age, you can pay it out as a, a benefit payment. And also, it's really important if you're going to have any unlisted assets or illiquid assets, probably more correctly, and certainly property is, is one of those, you want to be really careful about making sure that the fund's going to have enough liquidity to be able to pay pensions. Because it could be in a situation where you have all these un- illiquid assets, you get to retirement and then you've got no other choice but to sell those assets so that you're able to pay a pension and convert it into pension phase. So something just thinking about down the track, to my mind, superannuation is really one of those investments that you definitely want to have to be able to fall back upon. So if you want to invest in more speculative or less proven investments, I would encourage people to do that outside of super. Don't don't risk your retirement savings just because you want to pursue a, a certain investment strategy. Keep it vanilla, keep it really low cost, keep it as liquid as possible. And I think you're more likely in the long run to you know enjoy what super the benefits that super can provide. Okay, that's it for us for this week. Until next week, bye for now.